Welcome to the Business That's Story Built podcast. I'm your host, Christy Bilbrey, a marketing strategist and brand story expert. My goal is to help you understand exactly what sets you apart from your competitors and how to confidently and authentically share that with the world. Your stories are what draw in your audience and keep them coming back for more of you and what you offer. In the business world, the top storytellers grow the top businesses. Let's chat about how to share your stories to grow your business. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to jump into this episode because if you listen to the last episode, it ended with a to be continued. So if you have not already listened to that episode, make sure to check that out first because this will make a whole lot more sense once you have heard that one. And for those of you who heard last week's episode and are ready to find out what happened, let's move on from there. If you didn't tune into the last one, this is all about focusing on the new year, thinking about goals and possibilities, pivots in business, big changes, and I walked through the very first pivot that I had in my business, which was huge and actually preceded my business. So to jump back into where I left off last time, I came home from the convention in Las Vegas and I was in a daze. I was thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> I left my job, I left my life, I'm living in my parents' house and I realized I was pursuing the wrong dream for me, the wrong goal. So here's what happened. I went back to my mentor who was letting me work out of her conference room of her business. And she was the one who had really encouraged me to go. And she was right. I needed to go. I needed to find out the truth about what I was doing and what I was focused on. And um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I was kind of back to scratch. And she said, while you are figuring that out, is there any way that you could help my company with some of our marketing issues, some marketing strategy and kind of retraining people on her team? And she wanted to pay me for it. And that was when a light bulb went off in my head. And this may sound totally obvious to you, but for me at that time, it was not. I felt um, I felt like I was supposed to go and do something totally different. I felt like when I was sitting at my cubicle at my job in LA, I felt like the smart thing to do was to go out and find out which businesses were growing, which industries were emerging, where was capital, where were people getting funded? And I felt like I needed to shift who I was into that. And what this showed me was that I didn't have to do that. So for you guys, a lot of times for me, the answer was right under my nose. And I have to tell you that once I started working with her and I just, I felt so alive and satisfying because I felt like for the first time, not really the first time, but the first time where I could allow this to be at the forefront leading what I was doing was my, I have so many ideas. I have such an idea generator and I'm someone who can clearly see a vision and map out a plan to get there. Like 
that is as easy for me as breathing, that whole strategy component. Where do you want to go? How do you get there? Mapping it all out. And I loved it. And, and then I started to think back to when I had been in LA looking out the window, sitting in my cubicle and wanting to work directly with clients, wanting to give them my ideas, wanting to help them make impact directly. That was not something I was ever going to get from brokering private aviation flights. That was not going to happen. And even with my long-term goal in that industry of creating green tech for aviation and buying planes and, you know, having these, like a manufacturing business, basically, I mean, that takes intense amounts of capital and its own skills. So not to say that that couldn't happen, but this was something I was really good at, something I love doing, and I, I thought the only opportunities were in corporate, and it wasn't. And so I just completely fell in love with, oh my gosh, this can be my business just working with small businesses. I had spent so much time at my corporate job helping nonprofits and small businesses for free on the side just because it was Fun and really enriching to know that I was making a difference, but not once did I think that just having a consulting business could be what my business was. And um, so that completely stirred in me, okay, I'm going to completely shift gears. I thought that I was going to be building a plan, a business plan and seeking capital for a totally different industry and setting up a totally different type of business. And now I was at the point where I had to realize I know nothing about the infrastructure online for setting up this type of business and um, lots of new starting points, right? So yes, I did know the skill, but I didn't know how to set everything up at that point. That was brand new. So anyway, that was the initial piece. And then it was, okay, if that's what I'm going to do, I probably don't need capital. I can probably grow that, you know, as I can, just on my own. And so I started to do that. But guys, I couldn't jump into a full-time salary of that when I was still scratching my head trying to figure out all the pieces. So I was telling a friend of mine about this and she was someone who worked in the recruiting industry and she had her own team and she said, you know what, why don't you come work for me while you're getting your business up and running? And it honestly, it really helped because for one thing, I could get out of my parents' house and get an apartment with a friend of mine, which felt like a huge step up. And, you know, it provided me money. The problem was this was an industry where I knew nothing. I did not understand recruiting as a, you know, I was a salesperson in recruiting. So I was, and for accounting and finance, which I didn't know that industry, I didn't know recruiting. So I ended up spending a lot of evenings trying to learn that industry and really left my weekends with trying to start my business that was the whole reason I had left my other life behind. So 
um, I ended up, I was able to stay there until I met my husband and we were about to get married. Um, so that was great from that standpoint of it provided me income, but it did not allow me the freedom to just do what I needed to do to get my business going. If I had, for those of you who are in this spot where you know what you want to do, but you need income now, I would recommend that you find a job that requires, that has either you already know exactly what to do because you've done it before, or it's something that requires very little learning, like not tons of entirely new skill sets that are going to burn you out because I was starting to get burned out. So um, I, like I said, it was it was good. It was not ideal, but it was what I needed then. And I'm very grateful that she was able to give that to me at that point and that I was able to stay there until I got married. And then I was able to transition in instead of just having like, I mean, I was doing clients kind of one at a time at like seven in the morning, I would do their sessions because I was doing it before work because a lot of people didn't want to do it at night. So I was trying to squeeze it in, but it was little bits and pieces. So I could go on and tell you about every hurdle that I went through from that point on in my business. But the point of this story is to tell you my first pivot. And the first pivot was going down, pursuing private aviation and brokering these private flights into starting a marketing strategy business with just me. Now, I want to I want to focus on that initial pivot, that initial aha moment that I had at that convention in Las Vegas. And what I did once it hit me, I really want to dive into that part of the story because handling the emotions that come with that surprise, that shock, confusion, frustration, embarrassment. I mean, guys, if you really want to pursue these big dreams, these huge goals you have, just realize that is a part of the ride. You're going to have surprise, you're going to have confusion, frustration, moments of embarrassment because you've never done this before. This is new. So as we start this new year and this new decade filled with promise and possibility, nothing will pop the excitement of the balloons that hold those goals and dreams faster than something completely unexpected, causing you to second guess everything. It will happen. Just know that it will happen. So let's backtrack a little bit into my story. And I want to dive into handling the emotions of those changes. When I decided that I was going to leave LA, I gave myself about 10 to 11 weeks to take care of everything before leaving. I really wanted to tie up loose ends really well. Um, I had been there for seven years, so I had a lot of friends. Like I said in my last episode, I was involved in my church. I was on the board of a nonprofit. I had uh, been at my job for several years, so there were a lot of different projects and things. I wanted to give them plenty of time um, to take care of those. 
So I want you to know it was not some carefree experience where I just realized, oh, I'm going to leave LA and head home. Guys, I was freaked out. I was really scared and nervous of the unknown because I there was a lot of risk. Even though I felt like it was the right move, I was still taking on enormous risk. So you might think I'm a little crazy and you know, if where I sat, where I really focused, if I allowed myself to just sit and focus on, oh my gosh, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this doesn't happen? I would have felt completely paralyzed and probably never left LA. I decided that, you know what? I need to keep my mind off of some of this stuff sometimes. And you know what I did? I went through the entire Harry Potter book series. One of my roommates at the time had all the books. So what I did, I'm a list maker. I made a list of everything I needed to take care of before I left LA. I broke it into really small pieces because that's what I do. That's how my brain works. And I only gave myself a couple hours a day to take care of something on that list. And then I either hung out with friends or I read Harry Potter. And you know what? I made it through the entire series in those 10 to 11 weeks and finished everything on my list. Some people may disagree, but I think that having a little bit of healthy escapism probably staved off a ton of stress. I basically just went to work and then I came home and I would work on some aspect of what I needed to do to get me toward my goal of leaving and taking care of things. And then I kept my mind off of it. So when you are going through big changes, do not allow your brain a ton of time for fear and doubt and second guessing because that is going to try to come in and derail you. You have to put that in check before you start. So plan ahead. How are you going to keep your mind off of it when you've accomplished enough for the day? You know, it's not like, oh, don't work on whatever you need to do. Yes, you need to work on that, but then you need to call it good and you need to get your mind off of that so you don't get burned out and you don't second second guess yourself and feel paralyzed. Now, What about when I was in Phoenix and I moved back to my parents' house? Because that can mess with your head as well. And that is another time I really could have lost it, freaked out, second-guessed myself. Thankfully, God really guided me here. Here's what I did. I set up a routine. I tried to set up healthy routines. I exercised. I went running. I woke up early and I started focusing on my work, whatever I needed to do with research for the private aviation plan that I was working on, trying to make contacts, you know, all of that. I went to events for entrepreneurs and I went to the Small Business Development Center in my city. It was not that far from where my parents lived. I tried to keep my head in a space of other people who were also new to business so that I would not get out of it. It's so easy to get into a funk or to surround yourself with the wrong people, not necessarily bad people, just people who are not trying to run in the lane that you are trying to run in at that time. Um, 
Another thing that I did, I watched a ton of movies at night. So I would do my routine. I would try to meet with the right people. I would move forward in my business. And then I would let myself zone out in something that would not let me focus on freaking out. I created community. I was trying to surround myself with the right people. I found a great church, a community of Christian friends, the people who I wanted to be around, who I felt like would pour into me what I needed. So healthy, trying to create a healthy lifestyle. You don't have to create some huge, crazy routines, but some simple routines that will help you provide consistency um, and that is building you up as you're going into these big, scary, unknown places is very, very wise. So let's also talk about when I came back from the convention in Las Vegas, because I felt really dazed and like, what the heck am I doing? Should I have ever left LA? Am I crazy? Was this worthless and pathetic? I mean, I really could have gone to a bad place when I realized I was pursuing the wrong goal for me. But I also did something that was really smart. I made a point to find a mentor. It was great to be able to talk to somebody who I respected, who had her own uh, twists and turns and battles that she had to navigate in her own business, basically reassure me that even though she didn't have all the answers for me, that I was not... I wasn't worthless and pathetic that I was doing what I needed to be doing to figure things out on my journey. It's good to have mentors. It's good to have other people who are pursuing something similar, even if it's not exactly the same, something similar to what you're trying to do. And some healthy escape is fine and and some sort of healthy habits in a routine if what you're about to do is a huge disruptor to the life you have had thus far. The bottom line is if you're serious about pursuing your big goals, focus on resilience. Focus on giving yourself grace, the ability to adapt, because things are going to come at you. They're going to hit you. So how are you going to be prepared? The people who move ahead and have the most success, they are able to keep their heads and their hearts in check during those trials, during those unexpected changes so that they can persevere. So as you are building your plans for this new year, I want you to think through how you're going to build those qualities into your life because those are equally as important as the plans that you are building. And with that, I wish you a very successful and fruitful new year. If you're tired of wondering how and where to share your brand story to grow your business, join my upcoming Brand Story Bootcamp, an online small group program to give you the clarity you need to confidently and clearly share your business wherever you go. We start at the very beginning with which pieces of your story really matter to your audience, how to bring them together, and you'll get my guidance and teachings to create your about page, 
a pitch template to help you get in front of bigger audiences faster, and several other key marketing pieces that you're going to need to grow your business now. To join the waitlist for more details, go to bit.ly forward slash story dash list. That's bit.ly forward slash story dash list.